Hello, I'm your host, Michaela Marshall, and this is Welcome to the Hellmouth. Hi, I'm your host, David Lindley. This is the Buffy podcast that is pretty sure Glory is not scared of your swords, or your crossbows, or your... Hellmouth? Hellmouth. Everyone's really dumb when it comes to fighting this hell god. They just... (laughs) When Glory's fighting the Cobb early on in this episode, and that guy is looking at his sword, and he's crawling (laughs) over to it like his his legs don't work, but if he can just reach his sword, you know, then Glory will be sorry. Then she'll see the power of God that flows through him, and you're like, no, 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 she won't. She doesn't give a shit about your sword. Are we calling them colonels? I wanted to call them colonels. Mm. Because they're yep, like colonels. corn on the cob. Yeah, they're of yeah. the cob. Yeah. They're colonels. They're colonels. Yeah. Right. Okay. The Knights of Byzantium. Sure, colonels. To those who don't know, <laughs> K-O-B. So this yeah, is season five, episode 13, Blood Ties, original air date, February 6, 2001. Blood is going to be important in this one. Hoop, there it is! Oh, hoop there it is. We get the hoop earrings right away. I'm assuming you have a picture called hoop there it is? Yeah. Okay. Because mine is called shiny scarf. You've really gone for the scarf portion of this image where I've gone, I've called this image no end in sight. Mm. And I mean for hoops in general. Well, and hoops are loops, so they don't end. Shit. I'm a genius. Mm. You're correct. What? (laughs) I'm a genius. (laughs) You are genius? (laughs) Uh, yes, Buffy is wearing the shiniest scarf and the hoopiest earrings. God damn. It's, it's a look that she's got. <laughs> you know. She has gone for it. This fashion scarf, I'm pretty on board for, I'll be honest. At least she's mm-hmm. not going to be kept warm by it. And that's really all I want from this show. People not being too warm because they live in fucking California. <laughs> Michaela, it is Buffy's B-Day. It is her birthday. Yay! Comes once a year and it's happening now. And I think this is one of the less dramatic birthdays she's ever had. It's not very focused on her birthday, but in terms of bad things happening, this is pretty low on the Mm -hmm. Buffy's birthday bad times bonanza scale. Wow, that was good alliteration. (laughs) Yes, I like it. I wanted to keep going, but I didn't have a word for scale that started with a B. (laughs) That's fine. Yeah, it's, uh, it's pretty low down there. And mildly exciting. But yes, it is her birthday. She's turning 21? 20, I'm pretty sure. Oh, so she can't even drink in the States yet. (laughs) Nope, still can't. God, that is such a weird law. That's insane. They're they're all so old. Last year, like, it's season four on her birthday. Is that when Giles gets turned into a demon? Yes, I think so. Because he's having his midlife crisis. And then... Yes. Right, he's at the party. Yeah, that is her birthday party. Yeah, and they're like, oh, Maggie Walsh wouldn't be here. She has grown up (laughs) things to do. (laughs) Fish wife. <laughs> okay, so this is also another picture because Willow's hanging around the magic box as they're talking about her birthday. Yeah. And I've called this Superstar. <laughs> it's super hard to see, but Willow has a fine star sweater on. It's a large star. I don't even know what color to call it. Light purple on dark purple? Or is it a brown? Yeah. I don't know. She's paired it with a lovely choker yeah. because those will never die. No, everything's really just set in for now you know i'm not a fan of this sweater on willow i feel like she's kind of regressed a bit here yeah it's not great so glory is some sort of god we learned this last episode they're trying to figure out more about her she's in human form so she's weaker than she'd otherwise be g-man knows about the whole crazification thing and is like yo that's probably why there are so many crazy people around all of a sudden All of a sudden, we have a lot more information. And I understand that they're trying to justify the fact that they brought the Watchers in. But they they made this whole point of maybe she's so old, she predates the written word. Clearly, that was not correct. Because there's lots of stuff written about her. And she ruled over some hell dimension with two other gods, which seems kind of strange. I can't imagine her... I guess they weren't sharing. Maybe they were constantly fighting amongst themselves for power? Like, she's Mm. not going to be happy ruling alongside two other people, is she? Well, maybe she's different when she's not trapped in this petty human form. (laughs) You don't know. Maybe she's a benevolent (laughs) demon god of the hell dimension. We got some sweet mugwatch, though. Oh, hashtag green mug! Hashtag green mug, yeah! 
is. So yeah, get hype about that. And I really liked this this point that Anya makes where she sort of says, okay, I should be the one doing this research because I know way more about demon dimensions than Giles does. Yeah. And Giles sort of gives her this look and she's like, no, no, I definitely know more than you. <laughs> yeah, let's have a throwdown right now. What do you know about all the hell dimensions, Giles? Yeah. I know more. Buffy's shrugging off questions about the key, you know, the secret must be maintained and only Buffy and Giles may know. And other people are pretty pissed that, because she tells them. Oh, why does she tell them here. that well, her and so Giles angry know at where her. it is? Oh my God, right? She didn't have to tell them that. And then they're all so betrayed that she would hide this from them. And you're just thinking, guys, like, you know Buffy. If she hasn't told you, there's probably a good reason. Maybe you should let it go. But obviously they don't. Oh, there is such a good reason, too, because they're so garbage at keeping this secret once she tells them. They're the most suspicious uh, people ever. Yeah. Ever. She should not have she told them. Have she told shouldn't them. have told them anything. <laughs> they're the yeah. worst. All right. So the colonels are getting attacked. They are standing around a campfire and then Dregs and Jinxes galore come upon them with battle axes. And there is a pitched battle. But the K of B... They take the lead pretty handily, and then, no, no, Glory shows up just at the last minute to kill them all. I had a lot of problems with this scene. What? Obviously, we already went over the problems of trying to use swords to kill Glory. It's insanity. (laughs) But the fact that her cultists are attacking these guys implies that she has any concerns about the colonels at all which she does not Mm -hmm. and i don't know if you caught this because i sure as shit didn't but in this scene drake bought the farm what drake has been killed what no more drake but what didn't he come back at the no that was jinx that was jinx drake is gone but but drake is he's the best he's so much more fun he's the minion he's the minion well now jinx is the minion i guess yeah (laughs) right so i did not realize this until the wiki told me and then i didn't believe the wiki but it seems pretty true from what i can can glean from imdb and so forth it's very disappointing Hmm. can we talk about what glory's wearing to cheer me up i mean pour one out for drag first of all Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and yeah let's talk about what glory's wearing which we both attempted to i think we have the exact same fucking picture yep it's so (laughs) fucking dark hard so <sighs> when she originally like busts on into this fight and starts killing dudes, I I thought she was wearing like basically a bodysuit that a was a romper. Yeah, that was just one big red piece. <laughs> I also thought that and, and I, was I was disgusted. So thrilled. Yeah, so thrilled. But no, it's just some sweet red pants and a sparkly red halter top. Michaela, I live in fear <laughs> that one day one of these characters will show up. It's going to be Buffy. I know it's going to be Buffy. She's going to be wearing a leopard print romper <laughs> as if it's no big thing. Oh, and maybe she'll talk about how comfortable it is and how great her clothes are, but probably she won't even acknowledge that she's wearing anything out of the ordinary. And listeners, if you want to wear a romper, that's fine. But how do you go to the bathroom? Right. It's I it's, I don't want to get undressed to have to go to the bathroom. That's not my life. It's like when you're wearing a one-piece bathing suit. It's the same thing as that. And that's the worst. You no, know, I I don't have a lot of experience with that. I know you don't understand. But yeah, I can only imagine that a romper is the worst. And we can only hope that Buffy never wears one, but I can see how you think she might. I'm pretty sure at one point some character will be wearing a leopard print romper <laughs> just to spite me. Just to spite you. Anyway, it's not a romper. It's much better than that. And her shirt is so shiny. But this show is so dark and it doesn't know how to light anything so we can't see her. And I'm angry about it. So we should anyway. we should be giving out red alerts for glory, right? Oh, yes. Because I've called this red alert. It's, I would argue, more of a red alert than anything Cordelia ever wore, just because there's so much red. There's so much red happening. It's just all red. Yeah. You definitely implied that she would only be wearing red dresses, which has turned out to be quite wrong. Yeah, no, I She goes for a lot of things around the red to gold spectrum. I did imply that, and I think I just kept picturing 
her wearing like because she has worn a lot of red dresses she will wear another one this episode yeah and i think i just kept picturing all the red dresses and thinking she loves red she only ever wears red not true she does love red she's got that leather though she's got that gold i did not manage to get a picture of that gold dress because they never really showed a full body shot of it they it was very implied Mm -hmm. which was very disappointing but yeah so i mean i'm glad that she mixes it up a little bit but she really does wear primarily red i would say so all the dum-dums that were angry about (laughs) not knowing the thing about the key see dawn and now they're like oh dawn uh, how key of nice to see you i mean how nice to key you i mean uh key you're the key you're the (laughs) John, John, you're a key. You're not a human. You're a key. Uh, go inside. So, like, this really tracks for Willow, right? We know very well Willow is garbage at lying. And when you tell Willow a secret, she just, that's all she can think. <laughs> and so that's what happens every time that she gets anywhere near Dawn. And yeah, Anya is not known for her subtlety. So mm. telling Anya this secret, also a huge mistake. You know what? You tell Xander, you tell Tara, they're not going to spill the beans. And you just tell them... Tara will tell Willow, though. Well, this is just it. You have to tell them they can't tell Willow and Anya, and that's probably not going to happen. Tara won't agree to that. (laughs) She can't agree to that. That's not in her contract. It's not allowed. No, it's not good. But it is bringing us into... I've called this Carrot Top, and you've called it Nothing Ever Dies. Yeah. (laughs) And this is just more of what I think we were already talking about. Willow has on another choker. I think it's a different choker mm-hmm. from before. And oh, it is. Just this fucking bright carrot orange <laughs> shirt that makes her look so redheaded and ugh. So much like a carrot. Just why? Let her be. It's so... It's like a fluorescent orange. It's so orange. <laughs> yeah, Willow's still a carrot. Un- Good times. Upsetting. Yeah, but mm-hmm. her and, and Tara are trying to make a sweet magical alarm circle around the magic box so they know if glory shows up because then they're going to be able to do question mark right (laughs) right yeah Uh, they've actually got some neat ideas they've got some neat ideas no one else has neat ideas they are the only ones who have managed to do by the end of this episode managed to do anything productive re-glory so i shouldn't be giving them shit you're very correct (laughs) Mm mm-hmm Don's shown up to the magic box is getting the side eye from fucking everyone, everyone. that's here because they did not deserve to be told but then <sighs> Buffy's here and I really enjoyed Don giving Buffy the business about <laughs> Glory being prettier than her this was very good yeah it was a really good little sister and then Buffy's pretending like she doesn't even care but obviously she's prettier than Glory so don't even <laughs> pretend that yeah it's just good sibling nonsense it's really fun yeah, good job, show. You you managed to get this character up to snuff. Right, and I mean, we can talk about this now, I guess, but this episode is a lot of Dawn being upset. And mm-hmm. if it was early season, you know, eight-year-old Dawn being upset, it would probably be a lot harder to swallow. Oh, it'd be so much whining. Right. Oh. And she she does do a lot of, I, I don't want to call it whining. It's more like crying and just pushing people away, but it's all within reason very much within reason given what it's the information that she has learned it is angst of the teen nature rather than whining of the toddler nature yeah yeah so makes it a lot easier to swallow and you could watch it and not want to punch dawn in the face at the end of it so really everyone wins we missed getting a picture of glory in her gold dress (sighs) but be assured she was in there as she's torturing this colonel he doesn't know about the key Whatever, that's fine. She crazifies him and he'll come back a bit later. And it's on to Buffy's birthday! We are two for two on the Knights of Byzantium being hot, the ones who get lines at least. (laughs) Which I have some problems with, in all honesty. It's just (laughs) so dumb that they have face tattoos. So they have face tattoos, but there's also an unlimited amount of them. (laughs) This this really bothers me to no end. They'll just Mm -hmm. keep coming like ants. From where? Where are they coming from? How many thousands of them are there globally? In this, like, ancient order of knights sworn to protect the world from this one particular threat? I'm just googling real quick how many Freemasons there are. Right. (laughs) And, like, you know, are there more K of B? Are there more colonels than Masons? Which is... Uh, I would say a large group of people. There's no friggin' way that there are more colonels than masons because 
being a mason, I don't think, requires you to potentially give up your life. Or get a face tattoo. Right. The face tattoo is a hard sell. Yeah. The very idea that you can Google how many masons are there would be very upsetting to the masons, I think. Mm. I mean, they've got mason halls. That's true. Okay. So about two million masons worldwide. Okay. So, yeah, if... If the K of B descend on Sunny D in the thousands, let's say, then sure, <laughs> maybe they've still managed to keep this on the DL? I don't think they have, though. I really don't think they have. I, I don't know that they care about that. Really, all they care about is defeating glory. But if you have a hundred skeletons to try to beat a dragon... <laughs> That only works because occasionally those skeletons can injure the dragon. Yeah. Right? They cannot injure glory. It's the, you know, real-time strategy video game trope of (laughs) you send enough guys with swords against a tank or against a castle and they just hit it enough and then it goes down. That's not what happens in real life. No. (laughs) Turns out your sword cannot damage masonry that much. Yeah. So if you're doing next to zero damage... That adds up to zero. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Anyway, I'm sure they'll be fine. They'll, they're really after the key more than glory, maybe. They don't like the key? Sure. Anya, at Buffy's birthday. Delightful. She is so excited about Buffy unwrapping presents, and she's also very, very, very jealous. She really is enchanted by the idea of birthdays, and she's got the frilliest mm. goddamn top on. I've taken a picture of it, obvs. Ooh, excellent. Yeah. Yes, frills indeed. It's good. Good top. Nice and shiny with vague patterns on it. Yeah, it's got a sequined pattern all over it. I'm not sure what it is. Is it supposed to be flowers, maybe? I like what she's done with her hair. You know what? Find the good thing to say about the person. I like what she's done with her hair. And the color is good. Pink looks good on her. We've been very clear about that. Then my next picture is far less kind, I would say. So... (laughs) I've titled this picture Buffy Makeup. Now, it's a picture of Tara. (laughs) Oh, no. (laughs) So I've theorized that Buffy's makeup looks good this season because her previous makeup artist has been assigned to Amber Benson. I don't think you're wrong. (laughs) Because this this is is the makeup artist. Like, what? This is the makeup artist that says, hey, okay, what color's your skin? Excellent, I've got a lipstick that matches. And the eyeshadow is also very light. Let's make those lips disappear. It's, they've just got sort of a sheen to them, and then that's it. And it's just, like, or maybe the makeup artist is only here sometimes, because there have been other episodes where Tara looks amazing, and I just don't know why they insist on doing this. It's not a good look. No. Tara doesn't deserve this. Hey, Michaela, remember that time that Don and Buffy definitely went to visit their father? Their father who definitely had both of them? Yeah, they definitely collected some shells. Mm -hmm. Yeah. They, yes, both of them did this. Yeah, and then Uh um, Don has stuck them to this nice picture of the memory of them definitely doing this. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It's unexpectedly emotional, but it works for me. So Don is made very uncomfortable by the level of emotion that this incites in everyone. (laughs) Everyone. They're all just so uncomfortable that she's a fake person (laughs) and that this nice photo is, it's all lies. It's garbage and lies. Yeah, and then, like, they're trying to protect her from the fact, but they're all, they're all kind of overcome by it. Because it is Mm -hmm. sad that she doesn't know. I don't want to call her a thing, even though I'm pretty sure Buffy does later. (laughs) Oh, God. (laughs) Yeah. We'll get there. We'll get there. But, yeah, that's... It's just another another step in everyone acting super weird about something, though, right? Like, they can't keep, mm-hmm. just keep it together while Dawn's around? No, they definitely cannot. Well, this is the whole thing, because this the birthday pre- party is happening in the Summer's house, and then at the same time, during the party, Buffy, Giles, and Joyce decide to talk about how tragic Dawn's plight is, oh and you're like, guys, God, she, guys, you know she is she's right here. here. You know she is right here. You know she's on the same floor in the next room. It's not like you think she might be upstairs even. <sighs> and then all of the other people are super awkward around her. So Dawn just gets really mad because she knows that everyone's talking about her behind her back. She doesn't know why she is a awash with hormones. Yeah. And so just does not want any part of it and storms off to her room. And it's that whole thing of 
when you walk into a room and everyone was talking about you and just stopped, you can kind of tell. And then, yeah. like, put that with teenager? Of course she's pissed. They're acting super crazy and weird. And this has been happening for a solid day now. Yeah. That everyone has been doing this to her. She's justifiably annoyed. And then, Michaela, <laughs> I wanted to have, I want to have a segment about this. You gotta love the TV show houses that are so easy to sneak out of. Because I grew up in a fucking bungalow, and I could not have gotten out of my bedroom, even remotely undetected. Like, the first floor was just a, a little bit too high to actually <laughs> get down safely. There were no convenient trellises that could support my weight. Rude. What do you uh, mean? My, I had a screen. No trellis? My window has a screen in it <laughs> that I would have to, like pop out and then try to get back in and it's a largish window so I, that's not gonna happen at all subtly could i even pop that out i don't know this is bullshit dawn opens a window scales down the trellis and is gone the fuck if tv has taught me anything it really is that all houses have trellises that and they're so easy to sneak out of very sturdy and yes the people who are sneaking down the trellis are also just crushing their stealth check. Because, mm -hmm. I mean, she's probably clomping down that trellis. It's You can oh, hear it yeah. when someone's walking above you in a house. She's walking on yeah. the side of the house. This will not be a quiet endeavor. But it's fine, because it's a TV house. And I really love this trope. I just wish it could have been even remotely true. Because there's nothing in my life that is even <laughs> slightly comparable to this. Yeah. It makes me sad. But then she's <laughs> snuck down the trellis. And who should snuck... she find? <laughs> well, she has snuck right into our first segment. Oh, good. Do the creep. When you're out at a club and you see a fly girl, do the creep. And do the creep. Ah, it's not the Monster Mash, but it's... It's the Lonely Island version of the Monster oh, Mash, basically. Oh, I see. We're doing that creep. Yeah. Get your knees flexing and your arms t rexing. Arms t rexing yeah. and creep. Yeah. Good. Okay. Right. So, you know, Dawn climbs out the window. She's outside of the Summer's house at night. And you're like, well, I'm sure Spike is here. <laughs> Lo and behold. Uh -huh. Spike is there. Yeah. He is so creepy. Dawn is mocking him for all of his nonsense. He's got his shitty box of chocolates that... <laughs> I mean, I just love it because they're like, man, those viewers, they're going to be confused. Spike had that box of chocolates a couple episodes ago, and we just haven't made that pay off yet. We got to sort this shit out, man. We can't just leave plot threads dangling like that. So he's got those box of chocolates. You know what? They're, they're getting to it now. Good so, job, writers. I like to think that he has still been practicing. With the mannequin. Oh, yeah, for, for weeks. Right. Maybe months. Because he just, he doesn't have any social skills for this particular part of life, right? So he's really just got to put those practice hours in. But, I mean, he's constantly getting frustrated with the mannequin talking back at him and throwing the box of chocolates or eating some of them. And now he's decided to try to wrap it in a ribbon, but that's shitty and the box is bent and broken. And uh, there are, like, three chocolates in here, Max. It's great. My main problem with this is... How did he know it was Buffy's birthday? Is it a coincidence that he's here with the chocolates now? No, he he knows somehow. I don't know. It's not that secret, right? Who? 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 He hangs out with them so much. <laughs> Is he just constantly lurking near them and they just try to pretend he's not there and go about their business? Is that what's happening? Oh, yeah. No, I'm sure that they are completely unused to vampires lurking around <laughs> Buffy. And them just having to pretend like they can't see him. Oh, it's not like no. Angel was ever around and they had to just constantly be like, don't look at him. It just encourages him. So it's all you know Angel's what? fault. Yes, of course it is. For every time that Angel seemed to just disappear into the shadows, there were like 10 other times that they just pretended that they didn't know where he went. Exactly. And he's just crouched like behind a waste bin. Yeah. And they can see him. He's poking out <laughs> all over the place. And they're just like, okay, no, it's fine. It's fine. You know what? He He's trying. And we should encourage him. He's doing the best he can. Oh, God. And now Spike's doing this, and they're just like, yeah, business as usual. Vampires lurking. Oh, boy. But yeah, so Don is basically laughing in his face about this because he's not scary at all anymore. And it's a shitty present. She's not wrong. 
And Buffy will not like it. No. It does not matter how he gives this to her. She Or what it is. She will hate it. Well, and, yeah, good point about the... She's not going to eat chocolate that Spike gave her. Yeah, Spike is still a major creepo. And that has not gotten old at all, apparently. So, he is still lurking outside of their house, yes. But in the rest of this episode, I feel like he's really... They've toned down the creepiness. You can't see the look I'm giving I'm to my microphone right now, but I am. That he is currently less creepy than, say, two episodes ago. One of my eyebrows is raised, <laughs> the other is not. I am giving my microphone an askance look right now, because that's where I think that you are. Because, honestly, I think he goes with Dawn, so she doesn't get more hurt. Yeah, the Slayer would be so pissed if he let her kid sister sneak away and die. Yeah. So that's not a creepy thing that he did. It's still motivated by creepiness. So his intentions are not in any way noble. That is correct. But it's not like he's sneaking into their house. The bar is so low for what creepy is. (laughs) Okay, yes. He has exceeded that bar. That's all I'm saying. (laughs) Okay. Good job, Spike. (laughs) You are so much less of a creep than when you were breaking into the house and stealing pictures of Buffy from the basement. Oh, God, those are old pictures, too. Oh, no. No, no. Oh, God. They're such old pictures if they're in the basement. That's gross, yeah. Let's not think about that. So they go off on a merry jaunt to the magic box. Yeah, Spike wants to steal things. That sounds like fun. (laughs) And Dawn is a... I know that she's going through some shit, but she knows better than to go outside at night in Sunny D and then go walk around by herself? What? (sighs) You'd think she knew better, but clearly she doesn't. (sighs) It's beyond that point, you know? We are beyond there character-wise for her, or we should be. Yeah. And we're just not. Anyway, Dawn learns that she's the key, and that's like, that's not great. I did enjoy when they tried to get into the magic box... Spike's really bad at picking locks because he's like, normally I just break doors down. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Yeah. He uses a fancy urn as an ashtray, which will (laughs) later come back to bite him. Uh, But that's 100% something he would do. Oh, yeah. He doesn't give a shit. Yeah. Yeah. And then they find Giles's secret notebook and read it together by candlelight, which just seems Mm -hmm. real bad. They got all sorts of books by those candles. Giles would not be impressed. Spike is just so mischievous when he reads that Dawn is the key. He's like, ah, that is fun. And you're like, no, that's super dangerous, but I like where you're coming from. He does seem to find it pretty fun, you know? Yeah. And it's one of those things, too, where, you know, he's reading this. And when you read aloud, theoretically, you've kind of read ahead a bit, you know? So he probably could have stopped before reading to her that she's the key, but he has, of course, no intention of doing that. Well, she would have just read it. Spike is making all these points later on in the episode when Buffy comes to interrogate her that, like, hey, this is a child who snuck out of her house, would have gone to the magic box if I had not been there, and would have died on the way. So, really, and, like, even if I had turned her back and stopped her, she would have tried again, later. This was not going to deter her. She was going to find out... So, like, what good does it do stopping before he reads it? He knows that that's not going to change anything. Just read it. Get it over with. And it's fun for him. Honestly, Spike makes a lot of good points in this episode. Mm -hmm. Which I find refreshing because it's not him being (laughs) creepy. (laughs) That's all I want. I just want him to not be creepy. Or as creepy. Not 100% creepy, yes. (laughs) Yeah. Not bringing 110% to his creep game. But, I mean, like, arguably, I understand that telling Dawn is going to be really painful for her and is a very difficult thing for Buffy to do. But shouldn't Dawn know? (laughs) Ah, we're back to the old Joyce well, are we? Oh, God. Remember when Joyce couldn't be told anything? Shit. Yep. She's been Joyced. She has been Joyced. And I love that Buffy has not learned from her Joycing of Joyce and has decided to Joyce Dawn now. But, like, Joyce also Joyced Dawn. Yeah. Yeah. And you'd think... Which is a bad idea. I mean, if you've been Joyced, you don't Joyce someone, right? I would hope not. Especially not not if you're Joyce. Yeah. And that's your daughter. (laughs) And she's in this dangerous position that she she knows nothing about. And I love it, too, because it gives the character the perfect opportunity to be like... Why the fuck did you tell Anya and Tara this before you told me? And then it's like, well, it seemed convenient and the people they were with were mad at me at the time. 
So what was I going to do? It's sort of the Uh, same problem that we had when Buffy told Riley not to tell Dawn that something was wrong with Joyce or that they knew what was wrong with Joyce in order to protect her for a little bit more. Right. Which in the long run doesn't do anything, but it feels more kind at the time. So you're saying this is an overused dramatic trope in Buffy the Vampire Slayer, the television series? Relative to Dawn, definitely. I'd say relative to a lot of people. This seems to have cropped up a few times in... Not that many seasons. Just something they can... It's a crutch, you know? It's easy to lean on. And if you really think about it, it's just unfair to the person you're trying to protect because you're basically saying, I don't think you can handle this and therefore I'm going to decide that you don't get to know it. Well, Dawn can't really handle it because she cuts on herself to prove that she's human. (laughs) So she spins wildly out of control, which... Maybe she would have had this exact same reaction if she had been told, but you have to imagine that being able to tell her in a way that is at least giving her the information in a way that is coming from you and she doesn't have to find it out on her own, she's probably going to take it a little bit better than this, you would hope. Yeah, at least she doesn't have the argument of you hid this from me very intentionally and orchestrated a conspiracy so that I wouldn't know about yeah. it. That's no longer a thing that she can say. And it is now. So good job, Buffy. Because she's found out this horrible thing and also feels lied to by literally everyone around her mm. because they were mm-hmm. lying to her face for the last 24 hours at least. Even Xander, yeah. who used to be such a friend. Yep. And, you know, classic teens, Michaela, they find out they're a mystical energy <laughs> matrix made flesh and inserted into human lives, and they just get so moody. <laughs> oh, the classic teen tale. I know. It's sort of like, guys, we've seen it before. You don't need right? to put it Come in this on. show, too. <laughs> find something original to do. <laughs> So Buffy and Joyce comfort Don, and that doesn't go great. And the next day, Anya finds that someone used the mystical urn as an ashtray. And it's like, who could be using things as an ashtray in the magic box? Spike was really smoking it up around Don. Like, like blowing smoke in her face. Which I, was... I think it was also cold and his breath was maybe yes, condensing in her face. That was occurring, which, you know, he's a vampire, shouldn't have breath, but God, we've been over that before. <laughs> oh, his breath is so dusty, gross. Oh, no. That's disgusting. <clears throat> hmm. So, yes, Buffy has paid him a visit. She is V angry at him and he is pretty justified in being like, well, would have found out one way or another why you're lying to her in the first place. You're the dumb dumb here. Not me. Yeah. He's basically like, you're here because you're mad at you and you want to punch me to make yourself feel better because that's the only way you make yourself feel better. And Spike maybe has an alternate solution. Like, hey, have you ever tried sex to feel better? (laughs) Just with like whoever happens to be around in whatever crypt you're in, you know? (laughs) But this is the thing. Like, how far can he go before he just gets staked? The answer is very far, but I think that might be a bridge too far. I don't know. Oh, no. Michaela, as you said, maybe that would finally clue Buffy in to the fact that Spike likes her. Uh, Still looking forward to seeing that. Oh, yeah. You're you're still waiting for that. Oh, have I got a treat for you. (laughs) What in the fuck are you talking about right now? Are you... How long does this go on? Listen, the next episode is called Crush, and I was going to pretend it was about Glory being really big Ah. and having her kaiju fight and and crushing the town. That'd be fantastic. It might not be about that, though. Mm. Mm. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Well, I mean, it's been since Fool for Love that she actually did have legitimate proof and direct evidence that he is madly in love with her. And next episode, we'll see what she took away from that. (laughs) (laughs) Nothing. Uh, Okay, so yeah, Don's more emotional and Ben sees the colonel that is now in the uh, mental ward Mm. of Sunny D General Hospital. And he's like, "Uh uh-oh, if the colonels are here, that's pretty bad, right? But he will not be intimidated by Jinx. No, sir. He knows that Glory can't lay a hand on him, nor can Jinx, and Dreg's apparently dead now, so... Oh, poor one out. So, at this point in the episode, they were really trying to push this idea that Ben and Glory are brother and sister. Yes. From that perspective, this minion coming here to try to intimidate him, threaten him almost, 
makes sense. From mm-hmm. the perspective of what we're going to learn later, does this make any sense? I'm not even sure what I learned later, so we'll <laughs> go over that when we get to it. <laughs> Great. That's good. Glad I phrased it that way then. <laughs> I mean... Yeah, we'll talk about that, because you know this far better than I do. Yeah. I've got, like, some ideas, You got some questions? Okay, so I should just not say things. Good. I'll just let you tell me what you think, and I'll just keep Mm -hmm. saying, who's to say? And it'll be good. God damn it, (laughs) son of a bitch. I should have said that I know everything. Yeah. It's too late. I've seen it all. (laughs) Okay, and quickly back to the Summer's House. Donnaroo got suspended from school. Uh, So Buffy and Joyce start to talk down in in the living room. It's just this exact thing we were already talking about, but a million times worse, because they know that Dawn is here. They're having a loud conversation somewhere that their voices are going to carry up the staircase to the second floor, and Buffy says some things with no Bringing context. Bringing us into our second segment, <laughs> A Quiet Place. We can't light tread upon the brain we steal, in silence tread, a cautious way we feel, no sound at all. Oh, that's a that's a good. What are you even gonna put in for that? Not a clue. Ah, yeah. <laughs> I have trapped myself. Buffy does not think that Don has ears. <laughs> no, she just assumes that Don's wearing those fucking noise canceling headphones. We keep insisting she buy. <laughs> She's just like my sister, tragically born earless. <laughs> But thank God, it's actually really helpful these days because she can't hear when I say things that can be misconstrued because I said them in the worst possible way. You know, balls of energy probably don't have ears in Buffy's defense. (laughs) Right. (laughs) No? Is it even a ball of energy? It's an energy matrix or some some such. I don't know. Mystical energy matrix, I think, possibly. Right. Yes, so... It's just, the way that she says it is so <laughs> dumb, and then Joyce is like, wait, what? And Buffy's like, no, 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 no. That's how she must feel, is what I meant, <laughs> obviously. <laughs> I can backtrack on that. It's such a garbage drama trope. This is this is the Buffy side of when Dawn was acting really creepy unnecessarily. Yes. This is the same thing, yep. just done on Buffy's side, of like, oh, she's a thing. She doesn't have feelings. What? Oh, oh, that's what God. she must be feeling like right now. But I won't say that loud enough for Dawn to hear, because she might be <laughs> listening now. You're like, fuck, what the hell? Uh, yep. uh, there's it, there's no excuse. It's no. It's just an amount of <laughs> lack of insight, I guess, that is so unforgivable. It's lazy writing. It's just lazy writing. That's all it is. Because, yeah, there's there are a million things she could have said that would have been less unkind but would have probably still made dawn freak out because she's already right on the edge of freaking out so it doesn't Mm -hmm. have to be this it doesn't have to be uh, just so blunt like anya levels of blunt i don't think it reflects poorly on buffy's character i don't think it is canon in any way no i think it's just lazy writing and the writers were like, hey, oh, and then she says, that's how she must feel, but Dawn can't hear that bit. All right, call it a day. Let's go get some drinks. It is 2.30 in the afternoon. You know what? Time to call it. Yeah, it, uh, there's no excuse for it. And yeah, so the reason Dawn can't hear it is because she's already busy trashing her teenage room. Which Buffy can't hear. No. So maybe Buffy is right. Maybe, <laughs> you know what? No one can hear anything because she can't hear her sister yelling, throwing things like the room level destruction here. She's going to throw a TV out this window soon. So while she was trashing this room and she has all her like teen posters on the wall, all I could mm-hmm. think was like, did the monks have to study current American <laughs> teen culture in order to fabricate this life for Dawn? <gasps> Oh, God, I hope so. They're, like, reading oh, I hope Teen so. Beat, <laughs> figuring out what 14-year-old girls are into. <laughs> I just want them to have accidentally, like, magicked some really poorly translated, vaguely Romanian teen girl <laughs> magazines into existence <laughs> because they gave them to Dawn as things that she likes. Yeah. <laughs> the American Teen... <laughs> magazine 12 tips on boys 
how to know if your crush is into you that kind of thing yeah yeah exactly yeah uh, i love that picture that's all i was picturing while she was trashing her room mm-hmm. and like them having to write fake diary entries <laughs> tyler wrote me a note today and like <gasps> i think he also wrote melissa a note but he gave me my note first so like i'm pretty sure that thinks he's totally into me and melissa's just a hoe <laughs> <laughs> probably accurate <laughs> So this whole alarm spell that was set up earlier in the episode almost pays off here as an alarm goes off in the Summer's home and they're like, oh shit, that's the glory alarm. And then Joyce is like, no, that's what a fire alarm sounds like, dum-dum. And Buffy's like, what? I can't hear you. I don't have ears. I don't think anyone has ears in this show. Oh my god, maybe Buffy is deaf. Yeah. That's it. And she just assumes that no one can hear anything that she's saying. (laughs) Yeah. She's just got tinnitus. It's fine. She does. I don't know what she was doing. I'm sure she did something recently that gave her some mad tinnitus, though. Oh, I was going to say when she was in Faith's body, she shot that gun. She did. But that's Faith's body. So, yeah, she's only yeah. given Faith tinnitus. That's why Faith went uh. crazy. We know. Yeah. No, it makes sense. <laughs> ma, ma. <laughs> <laughs> right. So Donna's set a bunch of shit on fire and it's easy enough to put out. Where did she... I have so many problems with this. Where did she get the fire-starting device? Has someone given mm-hmm. this child... Oh, Spike gave her matches. Okay. Mm. Yeah, Spike mm-hmm. definitely gave her matches. I feel like throwing that blanket on top of the fire has only fueled it more than anything. <laughs> as long as it can be deprived of oxygen and yeah. that happens before the blanket can, lights on yeah, fire which, itself. Mm, it's a thin blanket. I'm not so sure. But doesn't matter. And Dawn's escape through the window for a second time. I love how much Joyce is unconcerned and Buffy is so inobservant to not notice that this has happened. And Joyce is just like, Buffy, no, I'm going to kill her. Buffy, no, no, Buffy or Dawn's, Dawn can't just go around lighting fires. Buffy, she's gone. It's like, what? Ah, (laughs) like, uh, wow, this, this mom doesn't really seem to care. Maybe Buffy just like keeps whiffing all of her perception checks. Mm-hmm. I think that has to be Constantly. it. Constantly. Is perception mm. wisdom? Yes. Have we determined that Buffy has no wisdom? Zero wisdom. Okay. Negative, maybe. Yeah, far negative. And you know what, Buffy? Dawn ran away, and I would say she learned it from watching you. <laughs> Technically, yeah. Yeah. That's Tell me I'm wrong. Yeah, no. It's the second Summer's oh. girl to solve their problem by running away. Actually, I mean, Buffy does it all the time to a a lesser degree, but both have run away from home now. I don't want to put this on Joyce's parenting. But twice is a pattern. (laughs) She is kind of the common denominator. Hmm. Yeah. Either Dawn learned this from Joyce or she learned it from Buffy and probably Joyce. A little bit of both. probably where Buffy learned it. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it was reinforced by Buffy, obviously. That's, that's really problematic yeah well and they have they come from this broken home where their father also ran away oh yeah secretary (gasps) oh maybe they just learned it from their father yeah and there's nothing joyce could do let's blame hank summers is that even his fucking name i can never remember okay it's absolutely hank (laughs) i want to call him hal but i knew that was wrong (laughs) (laughs) very wrong that is the green lantern all right then we got a bit of coat madness going on. You've gone with dust coat, and I've obviously called this rap video. Because Buffy <laughs> is so distraught about Dawn running away that she's like, better just go be in a rap video. <laughs> Gotta get my largest fur-fringed coat that I have. It's like earlier when I was going on about on and on about her scarf being reasonable because it's not very cold in Sunnydale. Now she's got this mm-hmm. gigantic fur coat that she hasn't done up most of the time because she would just sweat to death. Now, sometimes I will only put one of our pictures up if they are very similar. I'm going to put both of these up because dust coat. Uh, I've got a picture of Buffy with her eyes closed. Yeah. And listeners, that's not because I searched this out. It's because Buffy doesn't open her eyes in this shot. <laughs> She starts with them closed and then walks away with them closed. And I was like, you know what, SMG? That's fine. You get this. This is this is on you now. You wanted this. You can have it. Your eyes are closed for this picture. There was definitely a much better picture of the coat possible when she was like in the graveyard later. But it was so dark mm. that it didn't matter. It's so dark. <sighs> yeah. Yeah. She's going to have this on for a while and she's going to try to do like dramatic scenes in it. Oh, she's going to try. Uh, it's going to take a uh, lot of the drama away from her though yeah yes it is okay so we're gonna go look for dawn we're gonna scatter to the four corners of the sunny d 
and see where we can find her because there are only four places here so should be easy enough to do you'd think so i, I like the teams I, I like a good xander uh giles mix it's non-traditional certainly you'd think that sending xander and anya would be more productive and less annoying for giles yes and honestly putting spike and buffy on the same team is really Mm. a bad idea because if there's trouble of any kind i'm not really too convinced that the b team over there of xander and giles can handle it no they cannot no they're not gonna do very well no But yeah, Buffy and Spike have this semi-serious scene after Xander's like, oh, it's kind of nice to have the mystical key be crushing on me, you know? (laughs) Makes a guy feel kind of good. And you're like, nope, gross. It's so weird. Somehow he has not been able to connect in his mind the idea that Dawn is a teenager and this whole like mystical energy thing is not at all a part of her personality and therefore has nothing to do with her crush on him but i mean that's just traditional xander right i think everyone's having that problem in this episode yeah it is not just xander i guess that's true they're all just really not grasping this concept very well no they are not yeah and yeah spike and buffy have a talk about the shit that's wrong with buffy and how she's dumb Blah, blah, blah. Donnarino is sneaking into the hospital to visit the mental patients i actually liked this a lot yeah that that's gonna go about as well as she can hope she knows that the crazy people see her for what she is yeah so she learned that from giles's notes and then she's also witnessed it herself a few times and she Mm -hmm. wants to understand what she is so these are the people who can actually see what she is in her mind right that's who she needs to ask like that that makes a lot of sense yeah and mr corn on the cob is here and uh (laughs) Says some spooky things about, what, how the key must die? Right, he's like the worst evil. person to ask by far. She should have just By the will of God, the, the, the key will die. Yeah, it's not. So they're, they're opposed to glory, but their whole jam is that they want to sever the link. They want to mm-hmm. destroy the key, which they seem to think is possible, but have not done in the thousand years or whatever the fuck that their order's been around. Right. So it doesn't really make a lot of sense. Yeah. But it doesn't matter uh, because she runs into pretty, pretty Ben. Ben, the cute nameless intern. Yeah, he's maybe not the right guy to talk to, but we'll get to that. He gives her hot chocolate and that's nice. And he alludes to having a sister who's a pain in the butt. Uh, And it's like really strong on the like, oh yes, I know what having a sister who is a pain in the butt is like. Yeah. It's really strong on that. Yeah. And so to have that not be true is whatever uh he learns that dawn is the key after she tells him pretty directly and he's like oh fuck this is the worst thing that could have happened you need to get the fuck out of here yeah then something pretty wacky happens Mm. it's pretty wacky if you ask me i've got a pretty terrifying i would say picture of it okay i managed to capture a frame that is mid transformation yeah (laughs) yeah there are features there that should not be in the places that they are (laughs) Isn't it sort of unsettling? It is. <laughs> I was quite pleased with it. Does Glory have lipstick on her teeth? I don't know. Maybe. Hmm. hmm. Anyway, yes. Turns out Glory is Ben. And in my eloquent words, holy hell, what even the heck? So I'm not sure if you recall four-ish episodes ago. You mm-hmm. you jokingly said that Ben is Glory. <laughs> what? Did I? <laughs> Fucking hell, that's the coup of the century. So, you said this, and if we had been in the same room, uh, I probably would have made a face that you would have uh, not been too sure what to do with. I covered it up very well. In listening back, you can't tell how horrified I was and uncertain whether or not you were joking. Nifty. Wow. (laughs) Yeah, so... I I have the second sight. Wow. So for weeks, I've just been waiting and waiting and waiting for this because I'm like, does he know? What what does he know? Was it a joke? I have not been sure. It was a joke. I had no idea. (laughs) So then when this finally happened, I was just like, thank God we can finally talk about this. (laughs) So it's a bit problematic in that when the clown demon was sneaking up on shirtless Ben. Sure. Then he teleported away, I guess, because he was out of frame. And then Glory came up behind the demon to 
to snatch him. And in that instance, she didn't need to, like, change any clothes. It was all, like, godded away or whatever. And in this case, she needs to explicitly take the clothes off and get other clothes on. So Ben was already mid-changing when that happened, though. Are, is that what we're going with? Is that, like, it's a super reasonable thing no, that she just it's not reasonable. flipped on that coat? No, okay. it's not. But <laughs> that's what we're going with. <laughs> All right. Uh, yeah. So Ben is glory, I guess. <laughs> He seems to be far less powerful, but... Okay, here's my guess. Ben is the human host that Glory has chosen to inhabit, and basically she just sometimes takes the fuck over of his body, and other times he's just normal Ben, the cute nameless intern, going about his business. Who's... Yeah, who's to say, yeah. Generally trying to do good, because he's, he's doing nurse things, you know? He's actually doing... Real nurse things, I assume. And for the most part, he doesn't seem... Like, he's horrified to learn the information that Don is the key, right? Yeah, he's he doesn't He's not like, sweet, I found the key. He's like, oh my god, get away from me. So, mm-hmm. Ben does not seem, at this point, to be evil himself. No. And then, that makes sense why he can't get touched by Jinx or Dreg or whatever. Like, or they can't hurt him, because that's just damaging the host body. Which is not going to go great. Which, again, makes it make no sense at all that they would even slightly try to intimidate him with threats. Yeah, yeah, no, it's not great. Do I wish that this was a Professor Quirrell type situation and Glory was just (laughs) on the back of his head? Yeah, I wish that so much. But then it's just so problematic that, oh, okay, it's not a turban, because that would just be very problematic. (laughs) No, it's a wig. He's got his Ben wig, and then he takes that off. No. And then the glory hair. Oh. Yeah. Oh, Oh, man, that's a a really horrifying image. It's so gross. He just, like... (laughs) Because, like, all of the joints on him just, like, flip around when he does that, right? And the hands, like, sort of go through this weird transformation oh, thing when that happens. Yeah, that sounds... And she, like, takes over. Sounds super yeah. gross, yeah. And, That'd like, be a really neat effect to see, actually. I was just about to say that it sounds like a very expensive effect. <laughs> yeah, it does. I'm sure there are some YouTubers who could do that great for pretty cheap these, these days. These days, but, but this was... Back in 2001. 2001, yeah. Hey. Hey. All right. So... Dawn is here with Glory. She does not want to be here. Glory does not seem to remember this whole key thing, mm-hmm. so she doesn't necessarily know what Ben knows, but she can be uh she can be called by certain things happening. So once she puts on her kickin' red dress. Oh my god, it's so good. I've called this pasta queen <laughs> because of those spaghetti thin straps. <laughs> <laughs> I see. Well, it's also backless, which is yeah. pretty primo. Yeah, no, yeah. it's a primo dress. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And yeah. Looking good. She's really going full red in this one. Mm, very red. Mm-hmm. And that gold dress before, but very yeah. red otherwise. But I just, I feel like the gold dress didn't happen because they didn't show me the whole dress. <laughs> <laughs> Dawn does a surprisingly good job of getting some information out of Glory while stalling as much as she possibly can and not revealing that she is in fact the key. She's just like, hey, I want to help you. I don't know what this key looks like, you know? Is it like a big key? Is it a small key? Does it have wings? What sort of key is it? And Glory initially goes along for a little while because this little girl is helping her and that's nice. And Glory's just so used to people doing what she says all the time that yeah. at first I would assume it doesn't even really occur to her that Dawn would be trying to put one over on her because that's pretty suicidal. <laughs> Oh, that's insanely crazy. Yeah, Yeah, that's not a good idea. And Glory's like, you know what? I don't think you know where the key is. And that's got a good, like, dramatic pause right in there. So, yeah, I think you might be the key is sort of implied. And then Glory's going a bit crazy. Maybe she'll have a bit of a a Glory snack and just snack on a bit of that sanity that Don's got going for her. You have to imagine that once she sticks her fingers in Don's head, she's like, oh, fuck, you're not a person yeah. at all. And then, yeah, we're yeah, all screwed. bad things happen. So it's when much worse than Don just going crazy. That's for damn sure. Oh, yeah, it's it's real bad. She gets pretty close, but then Buffy shows up and starts fighting Glory. It is good times. It goes a Spike's lot helping better. Out a bit here. Like a lot better than normal. It goes so much better than normal. But Spike concussion count goes up. <sighs> Yeah, he gets just tossed into some 
medical supplies, I'm going to call it. And yeah, he's, he's out for the count. And then instead, Xander has to come in with his fucking crowbar. No, 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 no. First, Giles comes in with a picture that I have titled Tactical Crossbow. Because if you look at this crossbow, oh, it's got damn. a fucking hollow sight. It's got a holographic sight oh, attached shit. to the top of it's it. It's so tactical. Do you think they stole it from the government? Oh, yeah. This is definitely Inquisition gear. <laughs> oh, man. It's a great tactical crossbow. It does about as much good as throwing a wadded piece of paper at Glory would do. Yeah, it's pretty embarrassing. And then Xander comes up with the crowbar, oh. and that doesn't go great either. He's lucky to survive getting that close oh, to her. Oh, very much so. Yeah. Then Glory throws the crowbar at Dawn, and... Buffy gets, like, a little bit impaled by the crowbar. She's, like, mostly fine, though. Right? Yeah. Getting impaled by a god throw of a crowbar. Like, that should have maybe gone all the way through her. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Punctured a lung, at least. Yeah, it's fine. I'm gonna go with summoning sickness. Like, (laughs) Glory hasn't been here very long and so it takes a while for her to like build up her strength you're saying in magic terms glory needs to get haste yeah oh i mean she already has trample that's for sure Mm -hmm. oh no i think i think we made it (laughs) this is a magic podcast now oh no we made it this long without making too many direct magic references and now here 91 episodes There were a full 90 that were pretty devoid of it. Sorry, listeners. All of these things, this crossbow, this crowbar, this being impaled by a crowbar, I've termed these not helpful. Mm. And then we get to some actually helpful, as Tara and Willow have just been doing some muttering and some throwing and some, you know, sneezing or whatever. They've got some dust, and that's going fine. Glory's just about to do something bad, and... She's gone. It's sparkly and fun, though. It is sparkly and fun. And, ah, I so wish that Glory had found herself in the world of everything shrimp. (laughs) Oh, that's such a good gag. But then that just, like, fixes their problem entirely because she's on a different plane of existence. She's a god. She can get back. It's fine. Mm. Maybe. I don't know how this thing works. I don't know what she's done here, really. You know, but, yeah. I think I've just realized that we've really kind of talked ourselves into a corner because when you said the word dust, I cringed. Because <laughs> I'm like, oh, gross. But no. No, this is magic dust. <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh, sorry. No, no, no. It's the special dust. Oh, God. It's so self-inflicted, you know? I made dust gross and now I'm grossed yep. out by it. Yep. Oh. You did it to yourself. With great power, right? <laughs> Anyway, Glory has been teleported up into the sky over Sunny D. They still got some kinks to work out in this whole teleportation spell, but it seems to work pretty good. It works, but Willow's gone like straight up 11. Yeah, this has made her nose bleed pretty hard. Yeah, so clearly it it worked, but it took a major toll on Willow. And she's kind of like, oh, can't do that again. (laughs) <laughs> implying that yeah maybe if things had gone a little bit more sideways uh she would have been not alive anymore hard to say yeah yeah i kind of feel like is a teleportation spell more intense than the soul rebinding spell that she did for angel because <laughs> that that mucked her up a little bit but she's gotten stronger since then she was teleporting an unwilling target so i don't know oh. how much that's gonna ruin things for you <laughs> Bad times, I guess. And she didn't even know where Glory was going to (laughs) go. So I don't know if distance matters. Eh, It doesn't matter. Glory's just got to like juggernaut herself out of a concrete, like a slab of concrete. Right? (laughs) Like a building foundation. Uh, Just an apartment building collapses because she's had to work her way through this. Yeah, unfortunately not. Just teleports her up into the sky and she has to fall down. Then Buffy and Don do this gross blood mixing it's thing so to prove gross. that they're both Summers girls. And Buffy's got this gaping wound. She just sort of like presses her hand into it. Oh, get, get it nice and bloody there, Buffster. And then she's like, let's smush our bloody hands together, Don. We're sisters. Yeah, we've got the same blood flowing through both of us. That'll never come up again this season. The Don't same worry blood. about the it. same blood. The same blood. We're tied together with our blood. Blood. Yeah, okay. (laughs) Everyone gets it. Yeah, so uh, it's gross, and Buffy should be bleeding a lot more than she is. End of story. She's so fine (laughs) with this whole impalement thing. What even the heck? And 
I guess to cap our episode, Dawn doesn't really remember the whole Ben Glory thing, hmm. so she can't reveal that. It, so A, it's convenient, and B, mm-hmm. I think it at least is, like, self-consistent, because clearly Glory has no knowledge of what happens when she's, I mean, whatever, trapped in Ben, if we're gonna call it that. Right. And then, at the same time, like, Dawn did not remember that Ben became Glory, so there is... Like, whatever is happening is sort of, like, stealing everyone's memory of it, which I think is, Mm. like, I think that makes a lot of sense, and it makes everything a lot easier for the writers, obviously. Oh, a heck of a lot easier. Or, Don is an expert liar. Right. And, for some reason, has chosen to omit this. I mean, she has a crush on Ben now. Oh. Oh, The next episode is called Crush, because it turns out that (laughs) Don has a crush on Ben, and wackiness ensues. Yeah. That sounds plausible and likely yeah yep Mm -hmm. so that that is our episode i believe yeah that's it it's a it's a difficult one to summarize uh before we get to how (laughs) teeks did that i'd like to know what you thought of this episode there are parts of it that i like a lot i think it really advances the season a lot Mm -hmm. and we get a lot of dawn either being alone or being the only person in a scene with someone and i think that the actress does a very good job of all of that Mm-hmm. It is very, like, teenage angsty, but not in a way that made me shut my brain off. Yeah. I mean, everything with how Buffy handles this entire situation is garbage, but we already aired our grievances about that. Overall, I would say I enjoy this episode, and I wish Buffy was less dumb. <laughs> yes, I'll agree with that. It's surprisingly forward-looking or forward-feeling as an episode, in that it's not constrained to being just an episodic, like, here's what happens in this one and also we'll get some plot stuff done this is more like hey this is part of a large story that is continuing to be told it's and it's full on yeah that's all it is right like yeah it doesn't really have the there's no b act structure yeah yeah there's no b to this and it doesn't have the like climax really other than the the fight with glory but that's yeah it's uh it's just part of a thing that is being told and that's cool teeks what did you think of this the one where Dawn is the key? Haven't we had that before? So, that we might have. That is not the title. It's in that vein. The one... So it's not the one where Dawn finds out she's the key? No, like the one where Ben is glory? That Probably not. Tell me what it is. So this is called the one where Dawn finds out. Oh, close. Close. Teeks is just enamored with this episode, as is generally what we find, right? Mm-hmm. I really love this episode. I love the element of Dawn being the key. So I really enjoyed how a lot of the episode revolved around that. So there's <laughs> there's like a pretty lengthy, uh, there's a pretty lengthy r- uh, summary after that. I'm just going to read you one part of it. I would just mm-hmm. like to really stress that this is only one sentence. <laughs> I don't even know how many commas are in it. It's only one. And it's 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 uh, in- incorrect. The end of it is just straight up wrong. Here we go. After this, she goes back to her house, cuts herself, asks why no one told her, burns her diaries, runs away, gets caught by Ben, who transforms into Glory. Yes, that's right. Ben is Glory. And then gets saved by her sister and the Scoobies just before Glory kills her. What? <laughs> what? Not at all. Oh, just be- just before Glory kills her. Oh, oh. So they, they get there in time to prevent <laughs> it. See, because I was reading it. yes glory (laughs) killed her just as the scoobies are showing up you're like that didn't happen teeks oh i see but yeah oh that's such terrible ambiguous phrasing (laughs) it's such oh it's like it's technically correct right yeah so there are like multiple fun facts here and one of them is so spoilery that i'm not gonna read it to you (laughs) Like, I know you know it, but I'm not going to read it to you for the yeah, listeners' sake. For our listeners, yeah. And, like, no, the second one is also incredibly spoilery. What? So, I'm just going to really read the third one to you, because it's just rife with fun facts. It is revealed that Dawn arrived six months ago, so it is probably that she arrived in the moment that Buffy entered her room at the end of Season 6, Episode 1, Buffy vs. Dracula, asking what she was doing there. And, like, is that a fun fact, or is that just what happened? Like, anyways... <laughs> That's, I mean, what is a fact other than something that happened? That's true. And what is a fun fact by something that happened? I'm not sure that, that it's fun, I like. guess. Right, it's a fact, yeah. but it's not particularly fun. Best part of the episode, everything. <laughs> wow, Teeks, come on. <laughs> it's such a cop-out. Oh, goodness. It's such a cop-out. Overall, I give this episode 10 out of 10. Ooh, nice. Which is, of course, freaking redonkulous, as we know. That 
That is very generous to this. Teeks, My goodness. like I cannot stress to you how much Teeks <laughs> loves this episode. Yeah, hey. Michaela, did you have a favorite outfit from this episode? Oh, it's that fucking wrap coat. I really shouldn't call it that. <laughs> oh, God. It's awful. Oh, that <laughs> stupid coat. It's so, so big and just so unreasonable and oh, so warm. In the previously on where they're reintroducing the Knights of Byzantium and it's just Buffy in that stupid ass coat that she was in. <laughs> oh, yeah on top of the guy and i'm like no get away cap. from that <laughs> yeah oh, it looks so bad it does sure does terrible oh, michaela times. who won this episode oh no uh, i'm gonna go spike <laughs> sure i mean spike concussion count does go up sure. but he yeah he still has a, a fine old time he has multiple yeah. scenes where he has reasonable conversations with buffy and then <laughs> later on she's like you were right about that thing you said. Mm, Spike is very much the winner. Right? She picks Spike to be on her dawn finding team, and they just end up having, like, a heart-to-heart discussion in a graveyard, which is where Buffy does all of her romancing. So I feel like it's all going great for Spike. I think this was a playground, technically, before we get any feedback on that. Oh, yes. Because there's a merry-go-round in there. They were at the playground. I feel like at one point were they in a graveyard. Maybe I just think it's no. dark. Must be graveyard. But no, you're right. That, that is what you think. Yeah. 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 Oh, well, good times. And of course, next episode <laughs> is Crush, where both, I'm going to say both, <laughs> Don develops a crush on Ben, the cute nameless intern, and Glory grows to <laughs> monster kaiju size and starts crushing buildings around forcing Buffy to hop in Voltron and stop her. I'm looking forward to that. I mean, those two things don't really seem like they go that well together. It's an A plot and a B plot, Michaela. You know what? And they share a theme. (laughs) That's what's important. They share a theme, not actual facts. Right. Good. So yeah, we're looking forward to that. Yeah, that'll be great. Very much looking forward to that. Until next time, then, our listeners can always uh, email us, beyondthenew.hellmouth at gmail.com. They can find the pictures on Facebook. Uh, there will be a lot of them for this episode. Sorry. So many. Uh, <laughs> this episode will be up on up on the Reddit. That is Buffy.reddit.com. And you can find Michaela and I personally on HipChat, which is that corporate enterprise-focused team chat app that I totally forgot about until now. I'm on there at hip as fuck, Michaela. I'm on there at HipLash. Very nice. And until next time, farewell, farewell from, from the, the Hellman. Hellman. Hellmouth. 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 Hellmouth.